What is going on, everybody, and welcome back to the Locked On Pirates podcast. I am, of course, your host who does the most, Ethan Smith, and welcome back to the Locked On Pirates podcast on Monday, April 4th. And on today's episode, the Pittsburgh Pirates decided to move Diego Castillo to the Major League roster ahead of their game against the St. Louis Cardinals this Thursday. So we're going to talk about the implications of Diego Castillo making the roster and why it was the right move to do so. Also, over the weekend, the Pirates announced that JT Brubaker would be their opening day starter on Thursday against the St. Louis Cardinals. We'll talk about if that was the right decision and who else should be behind him in the rotation and who we could be expecting to see in this opening series. And we are also going to talk about Key Brian Hayes and some other players who are currently injured and their statuses heading into the year and if we are going to see those players on Thursday. Before we get into today's episode, thank you so much for making me your first listen of the day every single day here on the Locked On Pirates podcast. Also, thank you to our wonderful sponsor at Bet Online. Of course, Bet Online is where the game starts and it has all of your betting needs. So make sure you go hammer your national championship game bets tonight using Bet Online. Also, hammer any opening day bets that you have with BetOnline.net. And with all of that said, let's get into today's episode. You are locked on Pirates. Your daily Pittsburgh Pirates podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And what is going on, everybody? It is Ethan Smith of the Locked On Pirates podcast. Hope you all are having a phenomenal Monday, and it is opening day week here for the Pittsburgh Pirates. There's a ton of stuff going on, but guess what? I am fresh off of watching two nights of WrestleMania. I am amped. I am pumped for this week. It is Pittsburgh Pirates baseball back in action this week. We get regular season baseball this week against the St. Louis Cardinals, who the Pirates were originally supposed to be opening the season against in PNC Park, but now their home opener will be the 12th against the Chicago Cubs, where Jose Quintana was already announced as the opening day starter at PNC Park as well. But on today's episode, we have a bunch to talk about, uh, mainly Diego Castillo, who will be, of course, heading to St. Louis with the Pittsburgh Pirates. He kind of played coy a little bit with the reporters today, uh, talking about it, saying... um, he would be honored, and he's going to take a lot of pictures and stuff like that, but the team made it official today that infielder and utility man Diego Castillo will be heading to St. Louis, and this is the right move. It is the right uh, right move by Ben Charrington and company and Derek Shelton. I think it rewards a young player like Diego Castillo for having a phenomenal spring, and if you're on YouTube, you can see his numbers at the bottom of the screen, but a 321, 355, 387 slash line, five home runs, 10 RBIs this spring. He's looked very phenomenal as well defensively at the different areas that he's played defensively but primarily shortstop. And again, I just think it's very good for him. I think this is something that he deserves. I think it's 
goes back to that player-centric style of what the Pittsburgh Pirates were trying to do heading into this year. Now, of course, a lot of people came out and said, well, why not O'Neal Cruz, too, and all that stuff like that. But you have to understand that Diego Castillo had one more at-bat above uh, single-A than Brian Reynolds before he got his call-up. Diego Castillo has 440 at-bats above single-A while Reynolds had 439. O'Neal Cruz right now has like barely over 20 over double-A. So that's a big reason why I think O'Neal Cruz is still in triple-A as well. I really enjoy this move for the Pittsburgh Pirates. I think Diego Castillo can come in and make a phenomenal impact. And I'm also happy, too, because I talked about him a lot during the offseason. I really wanted to see him come up. I wanted to see what he could do. I wanted to see if they would give him a shot, and they're giving him a shot. And is he going to start... I don't think so. I do think the starting nod is going to go to Kevin Newman and Cole Tucker in the middle infield. That's no surprise to anyone, I don't think. But Reen Maurice, baseball on death, when I talked about the Diego Castillo uh, decision, he said it's awesome. I'm actually a little surprised. I can't wait to see what he can do. Hashtag extend Reynolds as well. Uh, also had something to say about it. He said, I'm happy at least one of our infielder prospects made it to the roster. So yeah, you guys seem that you're very happy about it as well. Um, and, you know, it should be fun. Uh, but also, like I talked about last week, does this mean that Bly Madris is also going to get a shot in the outfield, potentially, with some uh, players being injured, which we'll talk about in the final segment today? Um, but it's very possible that we see Diego Castillo and Bly Madris and that they get at-bats. That's my main thing here, though, with uh, the Diego Castillo decision is hopefully he gets at-bats, hopefully he gets some playing time, and I wouldn't expect him not to. I don't see why they would bring him up to the roster just to not play him. That would be just very stupid, in my opinion. But Diego Castillo, again, even outside of the raw numbers, he's just looked very good. Even his outs, he's hitting the ball hard. He's hitting the ball well. He's doing everything that he needs to do. And I'm really enjoying what I'm seeing from him as well. I just really enjoy everything that Diego Castillo has brought to this ball club so far in the minor leagues and here since he joined from the trade last year with the Yankees. And I'm very surprised that the Pirates actually decided to make this move. But it's the right move in my book. It's the right move to have a guy who, again, as I mentioned, hit over 300, five home runs, and 10 RBIs this spring. You know, you need to add some power to the lineup. He brought power in spring. Maybe he brings it in the major league level. We'll have to wait and see. And this also comes on the same day that you see a lot of top prospects across baseball being called up and seeing that they will be on their rosters. Most notably, Julio Rodriguez will be starting the season in Seattle. So that's big news as well. So Diego Castillo uh, is also there. Um, some other guys as well that are uh, going to be coming up also for other teams are rolling around. So it's nice to see that with this new CBA, just a tad that you're seeing a lot more of these bigger prospects on the roster immediately. And Diego Castillo, again, not one of the bigger prospects, but also a guy that I think can have an impact for the Pittsburgh Pirates here in the coming future. And that's what this is about. This is what 2022 is about for the Pittsburgh Pirates. They need to be about finding the guys that are going to be a part of the future. Can Diego Castillo be a part of the future? We have to wait and see, but we also would never know if he wasn't brought up. And that's the big 
takeaway from this is O'Neill Cruz is eventually going to be here too. Travis Swaggerty, I think, is eventually going to be here as well. So you're going to have a lot of young players coming up in the coming weeks. And I think it is absolutely phenomenal that the Pirates decided to do this. I think it's the right move through and through. And I cannot wait to see what Diego Castillo brings to this Major League Club. And before we get into JT Brubaker getting the opening day nod against the St. Louis Cardinals. I want to tell you guys about the wonderful people over at BetOnline.net. Of course, BetOnline is our title sponsor today. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your Pittsburgh Pirates betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including this week's Masters Championship odds, podcasts, and reviews for all the different leagues this season, like Is Tiger Woods going to play this week at the Augusta National Golf Course? BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And if you want to bet on O'Neill Cruz to win Rookie of the Year, he is currently the odds-on favorite at 3-1 to one odds to win Rookie of the Year. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action as well as using the code LOCKEDON in all caps to receive your 50% welcome bonus. And bet online, of course, is where the game starts you are locked on pirates your daily pittsburgh pirates podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day And of course, welcome back to the Locked On Pirates podcast. I am, of course, your host, Ethan Smith. And fun little tidbit here that we learned about over the weekend. It was very interesting to hear that JT Brubaker would be getting his first opening opening day start for the second year in a row. The Pirates are giving a new opening day starter uh, or a new pitcher their first opening day start. Of course, we remember last year in Chicago, Chad Cool got his first opening day nod for the Pittsburgh Pirates, which I thought was absolutely awesome to see. And JT Brubaker deserves this. Last year, he went through the ringer. He had a very good year to begin the year. And then, of course, his arm just kind of fell out on him, I think. And realistically, this is better than some of the decisions I thought the Pirates were going to have here. Uh, I definitely expected it to be Jose Quintana, but he is getting the opening day not in Pittsburgh, so he will be pitching on April 12th. So that begs a question of who else is going to be pitching alongside JT Brubaker in St. Louis. We have not yet heard this yet, but um, I would expect it to be, since we have Quintana pitching on the 12th, um, I would expect that you're going to see probably a mix of, because between the 7th, you have four days. So that means there could be a six-pitcher model here for the Pittsburgh Pirates once again heading into this year. I definitely think you're going to get to see Zach Thompson at some point between the 8th and the 11th. I don't think there's any chance that he doesn't have a start. Uh, Bryce Wilson as well, I think, will get a start in between there also. Um, Mitch Keller also will get a start there. So that clears up three of the four days. I would say the other nod could possibly go to Dylan Peters, but there's still some guys I think that they're still looking at over the next couple days to figure that out. You, of course, still have guys like Miguel Yahure who are coming around. Uh, Rowanzi Contreras, who I believe still hasn't been uh, DFA'd yet, um, if I'm not mistaken. And 
you know, the Pirates, again, pitching has still been their biggest issue. And today, Bryce Wilson is on the mound against the Orioles. So if you do the five-day model, uh, that would mean that he would be pitching on the ninth. So that would be, uh, or the yeah, Friday the 8th. So he would be pitching on Friday if you do the five-day model or Saturday. So I would fully expect to see Bryce Wilson. But the Pirates pitching staff is still not great. It's still not where you want it to be. And a lot of what the uh, Pirates are waiting on as far as pitching comes is next year with the likes of Michael Burrows and Quinn Priester, Carmen Majinski, Tanaj Thomas, Jared Jones. A lot of those guys are going to be next year. So realistically, the decision to have JT uh, Brubaker get the opening day nod is not bad in any way. I mean, he had a 4.50 ERA in three spring training games, so he didn't do exactly perfect. But he also didn't do exactly great either. And that's kind of what I think JT Brubaker has turned into. I think he's a pitcher who is going to give you a couple solid outings in a year, but he's not going to, you know be the great guy that everybody wants him to be. And I think there's no issue with that at all. And you take a look at his stats last year and what his projections are this year. Um, Last year, of course, uh, he was not too bad for the most part. I don't want to say that he was great because he definitely wasn't and he had to get shut down near the end of the year as well. But when you really look at it under a microcosm, I mean, he was 5-13 and with a 5.36 ERA, right? But that was over 125 innings pitched. He gave up 28 home, or 28 home runs and only 38 walks. So I like that. And then as far as K's go, he didn't do too bad either. But I mean, his home runs per nine was 8.9 or uh, 2.0. Uh, his base on balls per nine was 2.8, and his strikeouts per nine was 9.3. So we'll see what happens here. As far as where he is projected, he is projected to go six and 11 this year with a 4.87 ERA and 136 strikeouts and a 1.308 WHIP. I would be fine with that. I think that's probably around the range that you're expecting from JT Brubaker, but also. Just give me four or five good innings every single game, buddy. That's all I really want to see out of JT Brubaker anymore, and that's all I really want to see out of any of these pitchers at this point. Just give us just give us good innings. Because at the end of the day, when you look at it for the most part, this bullpen's not going to be strong either, especially with a guy being out that I thought was going to have a strong year heading into this year. Uh, he's going to be out, I believe, for a minute. Um, but the bullpen's not great outside of Chris Stratton, David Bednar, and Sam Howard. And at the end of the day, you have to get some quality innings as well as some quality offense. It works both ways, but you have to get some quality innings from these guys. And that's all I think I really want to see out of the likes of Bryce Wilson, uh, Zach Thompson, Mitch Keller, and JT Brubaker. Same thing with Quintana, because I want Quintana to raise his trade value, because a lot like Tyler Anderson last year, you're really only expecting Quintana to be here this year. So you really want to make sure that he plays well also, and you can maybe flip him to another team for some mid-level prospects like you did Tyler Anderson last year. But the whole thing heading into the season with pitching, and a lot of people have uh, dogged Derek Shelton for this, is when a pitcher's playing really well, sometimes he pulls him a little early. But... With Derek Shelton, JT Brubaker showed this a couple times last year, you have to prove that you can go through the order a third time. Analytically and statistically, it is very hard for a pitcher to go through an order three times. It just is. 
And is there any confidence with any of these pitchers right now that they can go through a lineup three times? I wouldn't think so, personally. I really wouldn't. I just don't think there is. And as me and Gary have talked about before, and if you guys didn't notice, Gary is not here today. He was a little bit busy, so it's just me if you haven't noticed. But we've talked about this before, that the pitching is going to be interesting for the next couple years because, yes, you have all these guys that you want to bring up, and, yes, they are very, very highly touted, but at the end of the day with these lower-level teams, you're going to see the Pirates go to free agency at some point when they feel that they have at least three good starters. Notice how many guys I talk about all the time. JT Brubaker, Bryce Wilson, Zach Thompson, Mitch Keller, Rolanzi Contreras, Miguel Yahure, Chase DeYoung, Max Kranick. That's eight guys. I'm asking for three of them to be good. For the Pirates to say, okay, boom, let's go get two more guys that can head the rotation, much like an A.J. Burnett and a Francisco Liriano, like we saw during the 2013 and 2015 Um or through 2015 era of Pirates baseball, but they can't do that until these guys prove that. And I think that's what Derek Shelton is trying to instill, is he's saying, prove to me that you can go those extra innings of work. Prove to me that you can go past five innings of work. And for the older crowd, yes, seeing only a pitcher only pitch five innings of work at 80 pitches is not what they're customary to seeing. Randy Johnson was pitching nine innings at 120 pitches every single outing that he was out there. And I don't blame you guys for being upset about that either, but the Pirates don't have any pitchers right now that are at that level to say, oh yeah, you can go multiple like multiple rounds around the, rotation, or the lineup. I just don't see it yet. But all I'm asking for is five good innings. Five good innings every single outing. It's not going to happen every single outing. And also, don't be last in ERA in the National League this time for FFS, for those people that know what that means. Just don't. Like, that would be great, too. Now, am I expecting this pitching staff to take a major leap? No. Um, Am I expecting it to improve? Yes. And if you want to have something else that allows you to improve, like some of the players that I'll talk about in the next segment that are trying to improve health-wise... Make sure you have a Built Bar. Built Bar, of course, is the best-tasting protein bar on the planet. And, of course, they have a new kind of thing around right now called Puffs. Puffs are the first-ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, and they're not just a protein bar. They're a treat. And they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, and banana cream pie. These are going to be your new favorite. Like Puffs, all Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, that is Puffs included. And, of course, they are all low-calorie high protein and you can replace your candy bars with these and they are better than a typical candy bar that can be anywhere from two to three hundred calories go to built.com and scroll down to the macros chart you'll be blown away high protein low calories and high fiber and low carbs to be specific most built bars contain 130 calories four grams of sugar four grams of net carbs and 17 grams of protein and of course they have awesome flavors like mint brownie coconut coconut almond and new for this month white chocolate cookies and cream at built bar they are all about the taste they make it taste delicious first then figure out how to make it healthy and I don't know how but they pull it off every time 
Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off of your order when you use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com to invest in the best protein bars on the market. And when we come back, Key Brian Hayes and some other players are dealing with injuries, so we're going to talk about their statuses and how it could affect the Pirates heading into this opening series and beyond, and we will be right back. You are Locked On Pirates, your daily Pittsburgh Pirates podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everyone, and welcome to the final segment of today's Monday, April 4th episode. Again, I hope you all had a phenomenal weekend. It is opening day week. Let's all get pumped up, baby. Let's get hyped up. It is opening day week. We get to see regular season baseball for the first time in 2022 after the extensive lockout, after a shortened spring training, after everything that has happened. It is opening day week, and with that said... There are some players dealing with some injuries right now. We are going to go to our wonderful friend Jason Mackey on Twitter today to talk about this. Uh, per Pirates Director of Sports Medicine, Tom Tomschick, Sam Howard has been experiencing back spasms and won't play catch today. So we'll see how that affects him in the bullpen. I mentioned him earlier as being one of the top bullpen arms heading into the 2022 season along uh, Chris Stratton and Dave Bednar. So we're going to stick on that for a minute. And I think that's going to put a lot of emphasis emphasis on what David Bednar and Chris Stratton are going to have to do in the bullpen, but also what some other guys are going to have to do as well, like a Dwayne Underwood, like a Heath Hembree, like a Anthony Banda, um, like those guys that I think are returning, of course, but also aren't the greatest relief pitchers, but also I still see that Richard Rodriguez is still a free agent, and I'm still advocating for him to come back. I would love to see Richard Rodriguez return to Pittsburgh. Uh, Of course, he headed to Atlanta and wasn't even on the World Series roster last year. But speaking on the guys that are here, uh, it's no mistake that this relief uh, bullpen is not very good. Uh, David Bednar, I think, is a top 10 to 15 closer in baseball based off of what he showed us last year. I think he's only going to continue to improve. Chris Stratton is a phenomenal setup man as well. I would not be mad to see the Pirates uh, use a starting pitcher as a long reliever in the bullpen, like a Max Kranich or a Chase DeYoung. I would not mind seeing that whatsoever. Do they go that route? Probably not. But there is really no timetable on Sam Howard, but back spasms usually isn't a major injury. That's usually not something that's going to go crazy, um, and it's not going to keep him out for an extensive period of time. Greg Allen is also dealing with an injury as well, and he is set to get an MRI on his hamstring. Of course, a lot of you have tweeted at me, and I have even tweeted about him a lot and talked about him a lot on this podcast that he has had a phenomenal spring, and I think he should get the nod in one of the corner outfield spots over Anthony Alford, but this does appear to be sidelining him before the season starts at least, so I do think that it is now a lock that Anthony Alford will probably be the starter heading into the opening day series and for the foreseeable future, but Anthony Alford is also not safe. There's a lot of guys, I think, that could be gunning for that spot. Diego Castillo could gun for that spot. We've seen him play in the outfield a little bit this spring. O'Neal Cruz could possibly gun for that spot, depending on what the Pirates want to do with him in AAA. Greg Allen, when he comes back, also at a healthy base, could also do the same thing. So, no doubt 
that guys like Anthony Alford, Kevin Newman, Cole Tucker, um, anybody realistically for that uh, notion outside of Key Brian Hayes, Roberto Perez, Brian Reynolds, and I'd even put Ben Gamble and Yoshi Sutsugo in that conversation are not safe if they play bad this year. If the bat plays, you are going to play this year. I think, heading into the season. That's going to be the major difference heading into 2022 rather than what we saw in 2021 where most guys just knew that they were going to be the starter anyway. And then the big one, which I talked about uh, the other day on my double upload day on Friday. Key Brian Hayes, of course, is trending towards being available early in the season. That's a little bit different than what we heard and what we wanted to hear based on the day-to-day status, because we do know that he wants to play uh, 162 games. And then we'll go back to Todd uh, Tomschick in his interview with Jason Mackey. Uh, he, who being he, being Brian Hayes, touched the bases as part of his running progression today. Overall, very encouraged. The team plans on having him actually run the bases in the next couple days. He's on track to being available for Derek Shelton early in the season. That's very, very encouraging. So then Mackey, of course, asked, that'll mean he'll be ready. Does that mean he'll be ready Thursday? Tomschick said, still learning. We're focused on helping Key honor his goal of 162, but he's trending in a very positive manner that he'll be available early in the season for Derek to make a decision if he wants to put him in the opening day or the weekend or whatever that might look like. So, kind of not what we wanted to hear, because early in the season doesn't mean opening day. That means that we could be awaiting the Key Brian Hayes uh, saga possibly from one to two weeks from now. Not what I wanted to hear whatsoever. Um, and it's concerning for the fact that he did miss a lot of last year. This is a much different injury, though. This has nothing to do with his wrist, which is very good. Um, and, you know, I really hope Key Brian Hayes comes out of the gates fast this year. He needs to. He needs to prove that he is that top guy for the Pittsburgh Pirates in the near future alongside Brian Reynolds for now. Of course, we also heard the extension talks over the last couple of days as well. I think that's going to be a very interesting thing to cover and a very interesting thing to look after over the next couple of weeks. But Greg Allen, Sam Howard, and Key Brian Hayes, of course, are injured right now. Could we see them all head to the 10-day IL? That's very possible, but we'll have to await and see over the next couple days because it's only Monday of opening day week, and it's only the first Monday of Major League Baseball's regular season that we will be here. And, of course, that means Gary Morgan will be rejoining us next week on tomorrow's episode. Thank you, of course, by the way, for tuning in to today's episode. Thank you for making me your first listen of the day every single day. And make sure you make Locked on MLB Prospects with Lindsey Crosby and Locked on MLB with Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call him Sully, your second and third listens of the day every single day. And on tomorrow's episode, we are joined by all of the NL Central hosts for an NL Central roundtable to open up the year. We talk about who's going to win the division, the biggest trade piece heading into the 2022 season in the NL Central, who has the best farm system, who has the best overall team, who had the best offseason, and more on the 2022 NL Central Roundtable. And then, of course, on Wednesday, we're going to have Lucas Smith of Locked On Cardinals on the pod and talking about opening day, talking about everything we expect. And on Thursday, I'm going to have my opening day predictions for the Pittsburgh Pirates game against the St. Louis Cardinals. And previewing the entire series on Friday will be me and Adam Bittner. So stay tuned for all that, guys. Thank you so much for tuning into the Locked On Pirates podcast today. And until then, I will see you on the flip side.